0: Assalamu uh, alaikum. May peace be upon you. rahim In the name of God, most compassionate, most merciful. My name is Adina Lekovic and we are here at the Islamic Center of Southern California on this Sunday. Um, to talk about the hard topic of the day. And uh, those of you who are joining us online, thank you for spending time with us uh, while you are hopefully at home um, and uh, and getting used to the slowdown. Um, I am excited to be joined today by uh, two experts and friends, uh, and we're gonna have a chat about COVID-19 and what you should know and what we can do to help each other out uh, during um, this really big change that will hopefully be temporary um, and, uh, and how to help each other get through it. Um, I want to introduce you to our guests. Um, uh, immediately here, here in the middle, we have Dr. Noor khuzam who uh, recently just finished a fellowship in infectious diseases at UCLA and is currently a volunteer staff attending at Olive View Hospital um, here in the LA region. And uh, and she is, yeah, she's gonna share with us from a medical perspective. And we also have with us Dr. Heather Laird, um, who is the director of the Center for Muslim Mental Health and Islamic Psychology. And she's also our in-house mental health professional here at the Islamic Center of Southern California. Um, She sees members of the community um, on an as-needed basis and on a consistent basis and on a sliding scale um, and we're proud to have her uh, as, a, as a member of the islamic center family and serving in that way um, so thank you both for being here um, and we made sure to keep a distance between us as everyone should be doing um, uh, let's start with some of the let's recap what we know at this stage this might be a reminder for people out there but at this point in the game um uh dr noor can you Give us a recap about what do we know about what is COVID-19? Where did it come from, and where is it now today?
1: Right, As-salamu alaikum. Thank you for having me today. Um, So, COVID-19 is the uh, the name that was given for the disease um, that is caused by the new coronavirus. the uh, um, the disease, uh, as we know, started in China at the late uh, uh, December 2019, um, and now is uh, responsible for this pandemic that we're witnessing. Um, what is uh, what are coronaviruses? Um, coronaviruses are common infection viruses in human and animals, and uh, usually they cause common colds in humans. Um, uh, so. For the most part, human coronaviruses are ones that cause mild diseases uh, such as common cold, flu-like symptoms in winter um, and fall. And uh, uh, rarely do some of those viruses um, get transmitted from animals to humans, and Mm -hmm. this is the third time that we're witnessing this leading to this pandemic. Uh, The first two times, I don't know if you remember the SARS in 2002 um, and the um, MERS uh, in uh, 2011 in uh, Saudi Arabia, Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, both of them were um, uh, secondary to coronaviruses, but they um, did not develop into pandemics, Mm -hmm. um, thankfully. Um, This one is the third time that we're having this transfer from an animal to human and then sustained human to human transmission leading to this pandemic. So this one is pretty contagious uh, compared to the other mm. uh, two coronaviruses. Um, so uh, this is kind of a recap about, mm-hmm. the, uh, about the virus. Uh, th- where it came from, uh, we know how it started in China in uh, uh, at the end of December of 2019. Um, it's, uh, it started as, you know, doctors in in the Wuhan city in China uh, uh, started noticing uh, clusters of patients coming to the hospital with viral pneumonias, and they were all linked to a uh, live animal um, market and seafood market, um, and soon enough, the number of uh, people coming to the hospital doubled, tripled, and, and um, which led to the epidemic in uh, in China. Um, the uh, uh, scientists and doctors in in China were able to isolate that virus really quickly, and uh, identifying it and realizing that there is a a, a big problem facing us mm-hmm. um, um, and. Uh, uh, when they started basically um, by the time they started the measures to shut down everything um, this the virus has already spread to neighboring countries mm-hmm. um, uh, and uh spread to some countries in Europe and as we see it now in the l- remarkably in three months it has now it's uh, uh has affected more than one forty countries and areas around 140 the world countries. yeah mm-hmm. yeah um so this is how kind of how it started and 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 Mm -hmm. uh just i think earlier this week when it was uh, declared a pandemic which means there is sustained human to human transmission in different continents at this point um and that's that's obviously huge news and something that we have to grapple with for the next um few months to come Mm -hmm. um so uh so so, yeah so where are we today yeah
0: yeah it's it's sunday today things have changed drastically just in the last three days in terms of so many like the businesses and of course schools getting shut down and now we're on self-quarantine in many ways and being asked to um to to stay home yeah to stay (laughs) home at least for the next uh, two weeks um, and possibly longer
1: yeah so i just wanna uh, uh, just wanna um uh uh, uh, add to uh that uh, as now China is seeing number of cases dropping down mm-hmm. because of really strict measures in quarantining people and shutting down and locking down cities, big cities, uh, the epicenter of the disease has now shifted to Europe. Mm-hmm. So it's shifting closer to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're seeing the grave situation in Italy and Spain and maybe soon France. And, and I'm not trying to, um, um, I don't wanna panic people, but this it's good to learn from previous experiences, mm-hmm. because these countries are actually ahead of us in like by one or two weeks, mm-hmm. and so what we do now is very, very, very important to prevent what's happening in Italy mm-hmm. um, and Spain mm-hmm. um, at this moment. Um, so so far uh, in the U.S., uh, we have um, we have around uh, short of three thousand cases that mm-hmm. are confirmed, diagnosed cases of coronaviruses and with the most cases being in uh, washington and in new york washington state new york and california and uh as the days are coming now we're gonna see more and more cases being diagnosed uh because because of lack of testing mm-hmm. <laughs> previously um and so um i wouldn't be surprised if this number uh, skyrockets uh in the next uh, uh few um mm-hmm few days or few weeks, mm-hmm. uh, really, exponentially. And the reason for that, I want to just uh, make sure people understand that what we're seeing is only the, uh, the the tip of the iceberg in terms of infected people, because mm-hmm. we, are, we, d- we only know the people who are tested. Yeah. But there is, down there, there are so many people who are transmitting the diseases, who are not being tested. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not that it's necessarily, everyone should be tested, and we'll talk about that later, Mm -hmm. but it's important to know that a lot of of, uh, people who uh, have mild symptoms, uh, potentially no symptoms, can also spread the disease, and this is why what Mm -hmm. you do now today will impact what happens tomorrow, um, uh, especially at the level of the healthcare system now. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, and that's the reason why we are, we are stressing on the importance of acting now in terms of um, Avoiding any large-scale gatherings, or even small-scale small scale, uh, gatherings like you know, um, home parties, birthday parties, uh, uh, weddings. Um, uh, we know like a lot of big events have been cancelled, as they should be. Um, but it is our responsibility now to also act on on small communities and small um, um, yeah. you know
0: organizations. Well, I, we were just talking yeah. before we started about uh, you know I'm a, a mom of young kids, and uh, I yesterday we had family play date and mm-hmm. today there might be a play day, but that like I, it hit me this morning that the time of play dates is done and that that's it these are now we have to we obviously have to listen and people did the grocery shopping and we're going through these stages of accepting um, that we have to take responsibility for things we can't see and right. for that's preventing a hard something that is coming, right? P- some people will get sick and most of them, inshallah, we uh, expect based on the statistics to survive. Many people are recovering. There's a, uh, we have to remind people there's a very small percentage of people who even um, contract COVID-19 who are, um, you know, the, who are at risk to, uh, f- to exactly. pass away. Um, and that means that there's just so much that we can do and that's what we're here to Um, To talk about with uh, with folks who are tuned in Um, Absolutely, okay, so okay. So you talked about testing. This is a good time for us to talk about Okay So if you find that you have the sniffles or you're sneezing or coughing or you know What are the symptoms that people should be aware of while they're staying at home, right? So step one is stay at home um, and step two don't invite people over step three. Let's say you're not feeling well um, What do you pay attention to and what do you do about it?
1: Yeah, so let me just step back and talk about maybe the symptoms first, so sure. that people to recognize what uh, what they should look for. Um, the symptoms for uh, COVID-19 are very similar to the symptoms of any common cold or flu, which is going to be hard to say. Oh no, this is flu or this is COVID-19. You really don't know at this point. Whenever you have the sniffles, if that's that's it, mm-hmm. uh, most common symptoms that we're seeing: uh, fever, uh, cough, and shortness of breath. Mm-hmm. But it can manifest as um, body aches. Uh, um, Nasal congestion, uh, headaches, and so um, so. Even if you don't have fever, cough, or uh, shortness of breath, it still could be uh, if um, could be COVID nineteen with just feeling malaise um, or fatigued. Um, That said, uh, so whenever someone is sick, not feeling well the short answer is stay at home. Mm-hmm. Stay
0: at home. Stay at home. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, <laughs> and um, regardless, even if you're feeling a little, even if you have only a slight sore throat and you can go on with your activities and can go outside and exercise or whatever, it's better to stay at home so that again, the goal is not to infect other people. Even if you have the flu and it wasn't COVID-19, we don't want to infect someone else with influenza mm-hmm. or other common colds at this point, uh, common cold, uh, mm-hmm. cold viruses. Um, the, uh, uh, the other, um, yeah, so what to do when you have symptoms, um, if you are health adult and healthy and you started having cough and whatever symptoms we talked about right now, but you're feeling okay, uh, just stay at home for 14 days. Mm -hmm. Now that's, I know that's easy said than done. So recognizing that is, is Mm -hmm. important. Um, but, uh, it's very important to stay for uh, un- 14 days or uh, until the symptoms, all re- the symptoms resolve, 24 to 48 hours after the symptoms resolve, then you can kind of leave the house, maybe, potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the extra, again, you c- the extra caution you take in these situations, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, but the point being is, if you have mild symptoms, you don't need, at least as of today, if you have mild symptoms, you don't need to go test it be tested even if you have it uh and the reason for that we don't have enough testing cap- mm-hmm. uh, capacity and uh, you might actually contract the virus if you go to the hospital uh, or spread it on your mm-hmm. way there so if you don't if you're feeling okay stay home and uh, basically write the illness mm-hmm. until it's done If you, uh, however, if you have shortness of breath, you're not able to uh, finish the conversation with someone because of shortness of breath, you're not able to go around walking in the house because of shortness of breath, Uh, chest pains, uh, lightheadedness, uh, very high fevers, uh, then um, this is where you need to seek medical attention. the the best thing to do is to call the doctor. If you have a primary doctor, call the primary doctor and tell them about that. And then they'll redirect you to either the office or the urgent care or emergency room. But if you're not able to do that, if you don't have an, a primary doctor, call whatever urgent, uh, uh, urgent care or emergency room that is closest to you mm-hmm. and tell them that you're coming, give them heads up. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not able to do that, just go to the ER. Mm-hmm. It's better to call before so that they know. Mm-hmm. Um, If you have a mask at home, as a lot of people do, uh, put the mask on before you go to the hospital uh, or to the clinic. and uh, finally, if if you are in this age group, and we didn't talk about this yet, but the age group that uh, now uh, the the I would say the vulnerable population yeah, to have complications mm-hmm. from from this virus uh, from this illness um, is the uh, elderly population, um, or older than sixty. Uh, not everyone who is older than 60 mm-hmm. elderly, but older than sixty, um, and then um, uh, people of any age who have chronic medical problems, such as uh, heart disease, um, uh, who are diabetic, uh, and uh, lung disease. Uh, so those people are at risk of having complications from the infection. And uh, finally, the p- people who have, who are immu- whose immune system is compromised, so say patients who have cancer and are, are on chemotherapy, mm-hmm. Uh, or patients who have autoimmune diseases and are, are on a, um, uh, medications that modulate their immune system, those are also at risk of having complications from this infection and potentially death. And so these are the people we have to look for. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, kids are not affected uh, in, by this disease. Um, and uh, for the most part, 80% of people will just ride it like a, um, like a regular flu mm-hmm. uh, or, or common cold. So going back to testing, uh, people who are in this category, so people who have medical problems, elderly, or um, people who are immunocompromised, even if they have mild symptoms, so some sore throat, some fever, some cough, but they're not feeling as ill, they don't need to go to the hospital just yet, mm-hmm. but they should alert their physician, call their physician, tell them about their symptoms so that they are, they are uh, informed, and then um, monitor their symptoms. And whenever they, they, not f- they don't feel well, right away go to the hospital or, or contact their, their, uh, their doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, the last category is people who are exposed to someone with COVID-19. So say someone uh, met a friend, uh, had dinner with a friend, and uh, that friend uh, was diagnosed the second day with COVID-19, then that person should, is still asymptomatic or may not have carried the disease but still they should stay at home this is where self-quarantine is necessary mm-hmm. uh, for 14 days mm-hmm. or until they we know that they have symptoms because they may have acquired it or not but we have to stay for the 14 days of incubation potential incubation period at mm-hmm. home um
0: mm-hmm. yeah. so time to be selfless yeah, yes. Home exactly. Is the exactly. Selfless thing you can do. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> okay. Um, so, it, it, it's, if somebody contracts it, you said you'd stay home and write it out unless the symptoms get worse, and then contact your medical professional before you go in if you can. Um, are there medications for it? Uh, is there a vaccine? Is uh, a, as an expert in ex- yeah, you right. work in infectious diseases. What do you know
1: on that end? Yeah, so um, in terms of medications, uh, there are no medications that everyone can take, everyone at home can take for Mm -hmm. for the disease. And most people, again, who have mild symptoms don't need any medications. Mm -hmm. There are uh, uh, certain medications, antiviral, other antiviral drugs that are active against other viruses, such as HIV or Ebola virus and uh, another anti-malarial drug that are being actually now tested in clinical trials in Mm -hmm. China and the US on patients who are hospitalized um, and uh, who meet the criteria for taking the medication. So they're weighing the benefit and the risk of taking this Mm -hmm. medication. And and, um, while there are, I would say, promising results for some of these drugs, um, the the efficacy is not yet um, Mm -hmm. uh, fully determined of these uh, treatments so uh, from the um, general public perspective uh, when if someone gets admitted to the hospital then their doctors they will assess and they'll see if there is a need to, for them to enter this clinical trial or get this mm-hmm. experimental treatment mm-hmm. for now or not uh, but at home the only thing that uh, people can do is um, Take um, uh, Tylenol for fever, or ibuprofen mm-hmm. for fever, um, and maybe uh, antitussive medications against the cough. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just uh, rest, sleep, and uh, eat well. Mm-hmm. That's the best medicine <laughs> at home.
0: Okay. Good doctor's advice. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for taking us yeah. through all all of that yeah. information. now, uh, hopefully, we're all uh, better educated, um, so that we can better protect ourselves and right. prevent the spread of the disease. Um, I want. To but, bring the vaccine, in but the vaccine. But the vaccine.
1: I just uh, because you asked me about the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a quick note on that. We don't have a vaccine yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- Thankfully, because of the prior outbreaks of SARS and MERS, uh, so prior to coronaviruses from animals, there were a- animal studies on vaccines for these two, but the, the outbreaks ended actually before the need to do the clinical trials for the vaccine. So they took those ex- uh, experiments and mm-hmm. now they're implementing them on this new uh, coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, so they will start uh, the trials in April, actually, uh, phase one trial, which would see the f- um, if there's any side effects on on, uh, on people to start with, and then uh, phase two and phase three to, th- to see if um, uh, uh, the, the long-term efficacy of this vaccine how it would be but from timeline perspective um, it won't uh, take less than 12 months to 18 months mm-hmm. to develop a vaccine mm-hmm. and so um, nothing that we're gonna be see any ta- seeing any yeah. anytime um, in the near future right so right now again it's about containment containment yeah. exactly and, and okay. risk mitigation
0: okay So part of the risk mitigation, this is a good time to broaden the conversation. Um, Dr. Heather, um, with so many people in self-quarantine, mental health issues either can be exacerbated or initiated um, because of the different circumstances that we're in and there's no no reason to panic. As long as we all do our part, (coughs) excuse me, as long as we all do our part, then we can prevent the spread of the disease. Those are the virus, excuse me. Um, and if, if and when people get sick, they will mostly ride it out, the better that we do. so. Um, let's talk about the psychological effects and um, and the broader effects on the community. So that, um, so from your perspective as a mental health professional, um, what is the broader psychosocial, spiritual paradigm uh, we can use to understand what's happening with COVID-19? Sure.
2: So uh, let's break that out into the deconstruct into the different parts. I th- I'm going to address what you asked, but I, I think if we... We need to broaden the spectrum of how we're thinking about the whole event itself of the virus. Um, Our community is very diverse, Mm -hmm. meaning that we have uh, many populations from many different parts of the world that make up our community, as well as both immigrant and indigenous Muslims, Mm -hmm. right? And as such, uh, there are a number of people within our community that have either um, Maybe they've served as veterans for the United States uh, military, or they have been in war themselves. Um, Maybe they're refugees. Maybe they have families who have been through that process. They could be victims of violence, um, of past violence or domestic violence. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of different things that happen within the system of the community that without the virus itself, the fact that the way that people react to the virus is affecting their psychological perspective. So for people who may have had previous um, symptomologies of acute stress disorder or post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, seeing people react hastily, seeing people panic, seeing people take all the uh, goods off the shelves, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, The scarcity that they're viewing, triggers their anxiety, triggers their flashbacks, their nightmares, their symptoms that you see in acute stress or post-traumatic stress, or anxiety and depression as well, right? And because that is occurring, then we have a more complex situation than just the question of how's the virus affecting um, the community. And, and this is actually happening, right? So we are getting phone calls and emails uh, asking about people's triggered post-traumatic stress mm-hmm. um, and from various conflicts that have happened throughout history. So we need to be mindful of that because each one of us and the way that we react to it and the way that we behave actually does more than you know, just the biological contributions we can make the way that we respond psychologically will affect our family members. It will affect our neighbors. It will affect society as a whole. And we need to be mindful of one another in that way uh, so that we can decompress, de-stress, calm one another, um, and be there for each other. Mm -hmm. So psychologically, we can see many things happen from uh, things as increased anxiety. And those of you in the community that have heard me speak before, we need anxiety to get out of bed in the morning, so we need some anxiety. Mm -hmm. Otherwise we lay like vegetables, which when you're quarantined at home may not be a bad idea. But we also need to not have too much anxiety because it can be debilitating. Um, And that can then again overwhelm our our system of healthcare Mm -hmm. because we may not have the capacity to handle all of the anxiety and depressive symptoms that people will um, exhibit. So to the extent that we can find ourselves in a calming fashion, we can, um, I think we're going to talk about in a little bit, right? the resources mm-hmm. to do that. But um, so that's the psychological part. Mm-hmm. The social part, is again how do we get that social nourishment Mm -hmm. without violating the boundaries of going out and exposing ourselves and others to the virus Mm -hmm. well this is one of the positive aspects of technology Mm -hmm. (laughs) we often talk about the horrid uh, aspects of technology but this is one of the positive aspects of technology so for our most vulnerable populations like our elderly we can FaceTime, we can phone call uh our elderly community members and it's really really important because they need that interaction just like everyone else um so to we we this is an opportunity actually for a lot of things but one of them is to reevaluate those people we haven't been in touch with Mm -hmm. reach out to them you know give them our love and their blessings you know um just to see if they're okay to let them know that we're thinking about them That connection alone, even if it's just virtual, will give people a heightened sense of belonging, which oftentimes diminishes symptoms of anxiety or depression. Mm -hmm. So to that extent that we can do that, the better we will be as a community. And we can all do that. If we have access to technology, we can contact someone. Mm -hmm. And imagine if we all contacted five people our community would be covered Mm -hmm. you know just like we can transmit the virus to five people Mm -hmm. (laughs) we could actually decompress with five people Mm -hmm. um so there's a great opportunity so so in the social sense of that paradigm to have a positive impact and take away from the negative um, deficits of spending time together in too close of proximity the spiritual aspect, it's incumbent upon us, and many of you probably have seen uh, from different posts on social media and elsewhere, that we have an obligation actually not to cause harm to others. And we have even within our texts, our religious text, discussions about plagues and how we, uh, if we can't leave, uh, if, we, if we're in a land where a plague hits us, um, we, are obligated to see that through, right? And we hold on and carry on, right? We hold strong with uh, the belief that Allah has got us. Mm -hmm. Allah's got our back, Allah's gonna protect us. And we tie our camels, we put our faith in Allah, and then we carry on. Mm -hmm. So it's a time to dig deep. Again, another opportunity, especially if you're at home with your children and your family, to reinvest in your deen to get those texts out and start reading again Mm -hmm. to be reassured that you're not in this alone that allah is always there and again knowing and reaffirming that if you are physically alone but knowing that allah is there with you that you're never truly alone Mm -hmm. so allowing yourself that nourishment of being able to again be stay calm and decompress and Loosen that anxiety because you're not alone. Mm -hmm. So those are some just theoretical ways Mm -hmm. of how we can do that.
0: Yeah, and very practical at the same time. I mean, the we're we can be alone together, and and that's you know what technology allows for us, and also finding that excuse me a new sense of togetherness with our families while we are at home and. Um, and this way that yeah that a creates opportunities for reinvention, um, and we're we're seeing that around work, around school, around so many different aspects of our lives being disrupted and. Um, and even with our religious lives, um, you talked about you know the elderly f- uh, folks being the most uh, susceptible, or the older you are, the more susceptible. Um, and um, I'm grateful to the Islamic Center and mosques across the country and, uh, and around the world who made the hard decision to not have jama prayers, um, alongside so many other institutions that are not gathering people. But when people can't come together in community, um, uh, you know what what can they do? Um, let's let's talk about what we can do. While we are at home, to both uh, uh, to both support our physical health as well as our mental health, Um, do either of you have tips you can share with people? Well,
2: you know, I just want to add to what you were just saying there, Adina. That I mean, if we have the example with the Prophet Muhammad, you know, peace and blessings be upon him, he advised the Sahaba right to like you know, like if you pray with your hands folded, you know, sometimes pray with your hands to the side, you know, like the Malachis do, Mm -hmm. because to understand what others go through, to understand what others experience. And in the same way, you know, we're having to do that now. Mm -hmm. This is actually bringing us to an awareness. We might not be able to go to Juma every time. Mm -hmm. So how do we adapt to that? Something that's kind of shocking when people are used to doing that every Friday for their lives to have to try something different but this is allowing for that opportunity mm-hmm. to say okay let me be in this space that feels different and have an appreciation for that we take for granted we can go every Friday mm-hmm. um, so this is the, there are a lot of opportunities in this if we can see them. Uh, we can make our lives potentially better, and I hope, inshallah, that we can, whatever we are able to do out of this that's positive, we can keep it going into the future instead of just doing it to plug you know, or patch the situation, mm-hmm. that we can just keep it going. Mm-hmm. To that end, um, we have here at the center, uh, we have online uh, resources for mental health. If you need professional services, those continue because we have an online encrypted end-to-end platform um, that will allow you confidentiality and you can contact the center via email or by phone to get those services or you can email me directly at cm. M H I P director at gmail.com. We have one
0: more time. slowly.
2: C Mm -hmm. M M H I P. So the uh, acronym for the center for Muslim mental health and Islamic psychology director at gmail.com. We have more than myself. We have uh, other clinicians. Uh, We have one clinician that's bilingual in Urdu and another that's bilingual in Spanish uh, also, Mm -hmm. Um, but Beyond the professional services, there are things that you can do at home. Uh, I've, I noticed there's a, so some things that reduce anxiety, for example, um, yoga has been proven to, uh, for some people, to reduce anxiety. And there is a website called Gaia.com, or .org, mm-hmm. not really sure actually it's dot com or (laughs) dot org it's gaia they are offering five days of free Mm -hmm. videos Um, they have some really great videos that do not conflict with our dean Mm -hmm. um, that can help reduce anxiety Mm -hmm. Uh, additionally uh, there are other guided imagery resources online ucla has a great uh, website for guided imagery that's free uh, that can walk you through how to relax, mm-hmm. um, and so forth. Uh, but beyond the external resources, you can also, we have research that suggests that using your tasbih actually reduces your anxiety. Mm-hmm. So the rubbing of the beads from the remembrance of God can reduce anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and for others outside of our faith tradition, that would look like worry beads or, um, the um, uh, rosary beads Mm -hmm. for the Catholics, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And Mm -hmm. so those are two ways that you have general access to um, that most people can get access to. Also breathing. So breathing allows for reduction of anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, Taking long breaths or maybe it's long self-care since we're gonna be at home Mm -hmm. of you know, long baths, taking naps, mm-hmm. walking um, with some That's discretion. Right. Yeah. I, thank <laughs> you for distancing. all of those. Yeah. I
0: think there, there's there are endless opportunities for us to, again, like reinvent our homes. I know I hear people who are already in spring cleaning mode using mm-hmm. the opportunity to Marie Kondo their house and, yeah, and get rid of stuff. And it gives us the opportunity to go deeper with our children, um, which also begs. Uh, the great advice of uh, creating a routine while we're at home. Um, what would you say about the fi- you know the physical aspect, even the idea of getting outdoors, even for a walk around your neighborhood? Um, how can we stay healthy while we're also trying to uh, respect social distancing and uh, public health? Right. Uh, <coughs> uh, I
1: uh, I think yeah. I, the the idea of self isolation at home is not it 's not prison <laughs> it 's not uh, uh, prisoning them our, ourselves at home, so you can still go out and walk around the neighborhood. Uh, you should actually go out and walk around the neighborhood, otherwise that will weigh a lot on the mental and physical uh, and physical health and will actually lead to counterproductive um, behavior. Um, after a few days, uh, just because you just want to go out and 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 do everything and so uh, you know, going uh, out around in the neighborhood uh, walking uh, jogging um, you know, at this point, maybe avoiding, not maybe, definitely avoiding um, gyms, uh, when yeah. especially when it's crowded or when there are um, classes. Uh, I think a lot of the gyms cancel their classes, mm-hmm. actually. They just left equipments that usually they wipe after. Um, but again, the less here you do these things, the more, the less you go to any um, a place that you may be at risk mm-hmm. of uh, catching the infection the The better it is, um, and I would just like to add one thing um, is that uh, not watching the news or reading the news 24 mm-hmm. <laughs> seven. Um, and, and really this takes really like a personal moral responsibility to, uh, not hit this, uh, forward or resend button mm-hmm. uh, to different people because it's just like the news are as contagious as this virus. And so mm-hmm. and I think it's actually worsening, mm-hmm. um, the pandemic that we're living It's really worsening, um, mm-hmm. the, uh, what's going on. And, um, so if we just, uh, uh stop and, w- just be mindful about every time we read an article that is um, that uh, 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 makes us anxious or panicky, mm-hmm. um, or there is a lot of um, um, un, uh, you know un, un, non-evidenced, I would say, right. uh, information online. So. It's good to stay informed, but up to a certain level, it becomes information overwhelming, (laughs) Uh, and and then the curve goes down, and you're less informed after. After you're you're too informed Mm -hmm. and more Mm -hmm. paralyzed, uh, more Mm -hmm. paranoid, Mm -hmm. and we we certainly don't don't want that because that's um, Mm -hmm. counterproductive dealing with the situation. So whenever you catch yourself, like breathing fast and you're on their phone just put it away mm-hmm. and and grab a book or go for a walk or just uh yeah and and don't resend especially uh, that's something I thought about uh, personally is that if you have anxious friends or anxious family members mm-hmm. even if the piece of news that you're sending is accurate and true yeah. do not send it mm-hmm. there is like no uh, benefit of sending something that will make other people more anxious mm-hmm um and um, not necessarily make them more
0: informed about mm-hmm. the situation mm-hmm. uh, if that's making sense thank you yeah okay I um we are com- Co- going to close in just a couple of minutes um, I want to go back to the online piece since so much of life has moved online yeah. just like this fo- this forum and the Islamic Center is moving online for at least a few weeks to support the spiritual life of our community members who are out there and who are looking for connections um, I'd love to share any other resources that we can connect to people online. One that I'd like to share for parents out there, I uh, facilitate the parent circle here at the Islamic Center so it's my, my natural lane, um, is that there's a lot of online uh, education software that's free right now um, that educational companies are making um, accessible for free um, that you can look up online and I'm sure Google or any other search engine will give you um, an answer to that um, what about mental health services? You said earlier, so I want to clarify for people, if you're lo- if you're looking for mental health services uh, through Dr. Heather Laird and the center, you can go, uh, you can email uh, info at islamiccenter.com to get her direct contact information. Um, we preserve uh, confidentiality to the utmost. Um, uh, none of this goes through the Islamic Center in any way except uh, to ma- uh, share referrals um, with Dr. Laird, um, the Center has nothing to do with it, <laughs> um, and uh, and appointments are available will be available digitally. So um, and it's also available on a sliding scale, um, uh, and and I believe there's some uh, n- uh, free uh, uh, therapy that's available if people can't afford it at all. Or am I overstepping? Um, be clear and the, honest. The, Let's the, yeah. say <laughs> theoretically we have that, uh, but
2: um, mm-hmm. I, I don't believe they. Okay, That's so we have the sliding scale. We at have this the sliding time. scale. Okay, yeah. I, want, I
0: want to be clear with people, but it's, um, yeah. But reach out. Um, but but we we. we, we
2: if anybody mm-hmm. is in an emergent need, we yeah. don't want to. We won't turn people away. Exactly. For sure.
0: Yeah, reach um, out. The Islamic Center has. You know, there are zakat funds that are available, and um, and this is a, a time of extraordinary need. So we don't want anybody out there hesitating. Um, if this is the only option that you have, and if you feel comfortable by working through the Islamic Center to get in touch with Dr. Heather. Um, That's the service that that the center wants to offer. So it will, yeah, we we will meet the need one way or another.
2: And I think Mm -hmm. that it's important while we're at it to Mm -hmm. mention that our needs, our psychological needs are not just met through our talk, right? Mm -hmm. We also have the needs for um, food and for shelter and the center also has resources Mm -hmm. for food scarcity so Mm -hmm. for people that are suffering from not having adequate food uh, you can also reach out to the center Mm -hmm. Uh, there are the social services committee is well aware of the need and are willing to fulfill that need Mm -hmm. and so they're actively working to do that Uh, we have a great team here at the center working on many different aspects of our psychosocial spiritual Mm -hmm biological well-being mm-hmm. um, and we should uh, avail ourselves of that don't you know it's, it's a time like this you know we don't want to be shy um, sometimes you do need help and it's okay to reach out for that help there's no shame mm-hmm. in, in reaching out That's right. um, and, and the service, the services are available here. We, we're really putting a lot of effort into making sure that is available.
0: Yeah, and the leadership of the Islamic Center is, uh, is, I, I was, is having a board meeting this morning by telephone um, to be on top of things and to provide services to the community. Um, this is a great time for us to um, share any last-minute tips and as I let you gather your thoughts for anyth- anything you want to close with. Um, on this note, the Islamic Center is serving the community. Um, I want to invite you to hit the Donate button and to give to the Islamic Center right now to be able to help people in need. Um, uh, we can stretch as far as we, um, as, as far as you allow us to, uh, in order to be able to help people. So please do hit the, hit the donate button. Um, and I want to remind people that the Islamic Center is closed. Uh, the physical building is closed to, through the end of March. Um, and uh, everything will be available, hopefully, online. That includes uh, Juma, the the khutbah, um, online Fridays at one o'clock. Um, And the Sunday programs will continue to be online that also includes our youth program So the Muslim youth group, which is for high school students. They're doing a youth group uh, live on Instagram uh, to meet the needs of that of their generation and uh, and the junior youth group um, and Sunday school they're also looking into other options to be able to to, to stay connected with people, because it, it, this should not be a, lo- a time of loss, it should be a time of benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was reminding me of what, what we know from the Qur'an, which is the beautiful verse, uh, mm-hmm. for surely with hardship there is ease, mm-hmm. and surely with hardship there is ease. I used to think that it was surely after hardship there's ease, but I've been told that in the Arabic, it's that surely with hardship, comes ease. And so we find, may we find more ease as we deal with this hardship, uh, as we connect with each other. Well,
2: there's even a duality Mm -hmm. in the Arabic. Mm -hmm. So you have with every one hardship, two eases.
0: Ah, I like that. Inshallah. So I know, I, you know, we are rediscovering ourselves and uh, may Allah give us opportunities to come closer to each other, even while we are physically uh, more distant and and have more opportunities to find Deeper aspects to our faith and more meaningful connections to Allah, especially as we figure out what Ramadan looks like this year. There are so many questions that we still have to answer, but uh, may Allah give us all the the courage and the and the patience to be able to meet the time. So, final tips, and then we'll close it up.
2: So, actually I actually have a few, if that's okay. Yeah, please. <laughs> so, I have been contacted by some of you asking, "What can I do? Like, I'm healthy, I don't have a lot going on, but what can I do?" Uh, There's a lot of things that you can do um, beyond reaching out to people um, telephonically like we mentioned. You can also donate, right? Um, Oftentimes people think that donating is not as an active participatory event, but donating is a great thing. It's something that's needed right now, so if you look at the bottom of your screen on uh, this live stream right now, there's a donate button and you should use it if you can. Um, this is one of those times where donating is really important and so if if that's what you can do, that's, that's what Allah blessed you to do. Um, those of you who can give in other ways, um, whether it be to deliver, you know, help deliver, volunteer in delivering food with all of the precautions in mind, you know, that may be something to explore with the um appropriate precautions uh but for those of you who feel like i don't know what else i can do donating is something that is really needed and and can happen by the click of a button I want to also mention next Friday, on the 20th, we are having an online uh, art therapy Mm -hmm. session. It was originally supposed to be in person, uh, but it's going to be online, and this is good for all ages, so if you are interested, you do need to email us, because since we are not doing it live uh, in person, we have to send you the materials. So we will need your email to do that, um, so that you can participate. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this is great for anybody of all ages. We'll be starting at 8 PM Pacific time. So uh, anybody in the country can participate, actually. Um, But Mm -hmm. something your whole family can participate in.
0: Did you say where they can register?
2: They need to email us. (laughs) How? Where? Um, email CMMHIP director at gmail.com, or you can email the info uh, email at the center, which is
0: info at islamiccenter.com. <laughs> okay. You can also go to islamiccenter.com and just hit contact us, and there should be a form there that you can fill out. And all of that, the center is still, the center staff is still working. We're still being staffed right now, um, and yeah, and you will get a response uh, within 24 hours, most likely.
2: And then the last thing that I will mention, we are working right now on having also some resources for families while they're at home because all of the schools mm-hmm. are closed. And this is a great time to reset patterns that haven't been working. So one of the things we also have services here for the New Horizon School Los Angeles, which is located in uh, adjacent to the Islamic Center. Mm -hmm. Um, And so as we think about all of those young people who are out of school right now, um, one of the things that we've noticed is children not getting enough sleep sometimes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes children are not having a good homework study routine. So this is a great time to reset that pattern. Sleep is so essential to our health, as Dr. Noor will be able to verify. Mm It is so essential to your studies to your health to your immune system that sleep if we can get good sleep patterns during this time alone that will do so much for our community but we can also work on study skills and study habits mm-hmm. which we're hoping to have some online uh, instruction during this time that we're out okay chala.
1: sounds good yeah, I agree about uh, sleep. Uh, it's very important. Uh, it does. Uh, it, it really does heal. Um, just a few points uh, I want to add is that uh, we still don't know um, the the uh, um, the effect of this pandemic on on us in the U.S. Uh, yet the large the scale of I would say this pandemic on us. But whatever we can do now will prevent. Uh, horror stories in the future, yeah. and so we are all uh, seeing what's happening in in uh, Europe, uh, specifically in Italy, and uh, um, one reason that the hospital system is so strained right there, uh, right now is because a lot of people got infected at the same time, um, and so um, there are just no equip- equipment, mm-hmm. no rooms, no beds, nothing, um, and so again, this is just to emphasize that the social distancing that we're doing now, even though it feels trivial, uh, it feels Feels silly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's uh, it's very important. And remember that mm-hmm. you know it's better to look back and say I. W- uh, y- usually when we look back, we don't say I uh, wish I did less. We say I wish I did more. Yeah. And so this is the time where we should do more. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I just wanted to point out. Uh, yeah, a few recommendations that. For people who have medical problems, chronic medical problems, who are on medications for uh, for heart disease, lung disease, diabetes, hypertension, uh, I think it's it's uh, since we don't know what's going to happen in the next few weeks in terms of of um, uh, just pharmacies yeah. and hospitals being uh, being and doctors being capped, uh, uh, it's. Uh, a very good uh, uh, time now to actually call the doctor or the pharmacy to get a refill for your prescriptions mm-hmm. for the next three months mm-hmm. just so that you don't have to do it mm-hmm. in the midst of, of like the outbreak here mm-hmm. um, and stock on food uh, for uh, for usually for two weeks to to 30 days mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to stock for six months hopefully we're not gonna need that mm-hmm. but I think because we also want to leave so for other people, if mm-hmm. we take everything in the store. Mm-hmm. So two weeks is a good, uh, is a good amount of, uh, of uh, time, basically, to stock for. Uh, wash your hands uh, with soap a lot. That's better than using the hand sanitizer. If you're n- not able to wash your hands, then use the hand sanitizer, uh, more than 60% alcohol. Uh, wipe down surfaces uh, whenever you can, uh, doorknobs, uh, you know, whatever you, you can do do at this point um and um yeah one one more thing is masks about masks Mm. sorry
0: oh good somebody asked a question about masks like should he wear a mask to the medical center if he has to go to a hospital for any reason is it just good practice to wear a mask
1: Yes, so yeah. if you, uh, in in the general pu- uh, public, you should not, if you're walking around, you should not wear a mask if you're not mm-hmm. sick. If you're sick, definitely you should wear a mask. Uh, if you're sick, you should not leave home. But if you have mm-hmm. to leave home and you're sick, you mm-hmm. definitely should wear a mask, and if you're going to the hospital, you should wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, um, uh, traveling, even though it's not advisable to travel at this time, even domestically, um, uh, if you're not sick, you don't have symptoms, those max- masks are better. Used at the hospitals, we're having actually shortage mm-hmm. of masks in the hospital yeah. equipments, protective equipments, okay. because of um, how people are hoarding these things. Um, and then um, I- the other use of the mask, if uh, you're at home uh, and you're sick, we know that you're sick, and there are other people living at home who are not sick. it These other people can can wear a mask, mm-hmm. or you can wear a mask so that you don't um, uh, you don't uh, infect them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's the basic okay. use for the mask at this point. Can you
2: suggest any... Give her the mic, uh, please. Uh, because I was thinking about this as you were talking earlier, like preventive, you're giving some preventive measures now, but um, like I know people often talk about like vitamin C and, you know, natural, stocking up yeah. on sort of, so uh, people that feel healthy right now, do, you, do is there anything that you recommend that they can do to bolster mm-hmm. their immunity?
1: Mm.
0: Uh, yeah, sleep. Mm. <laughs> no, seriously. Mm. Sleep. sleep is the best medicine. <laughs>
1: sleep and rest. Um, actually, there is no evidence of all these v- multivitamins unless you really, your your diet lacks certain vitamins. But most of us here, our diet is enough for us to have the vitamins needed for our immune system and our uh, usually uh, to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that said, I personally, I don't think that P- people should like spend extra money for these things. But if it makes you happy and less anxious mm-hmm. to drink vitamin C, uh-huh. it doesn't harm. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, for me, if it deals with anxiety we'll and stress, uh-huh. so why not? <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, but there is no uh, reason to like uh, go out and buy uh, multiple boxes um, to boost the immune system. No, I think, you know, using this energy to rest and um, watch something pleasant on TV <laughs> and, you yes. know, sleep well, that's, and eat eat healthy food.
2: Contrastly, right, the stress will actually weaken your immune system, Mm -hmm. yes. Yes. Uh So, So, Adina, I forgot one thing I wanted to talk about. You don't mind if, uh, because when we're thinking about the system, the larger system, one of the things that's affecting people psychologically is work, Mm -hmm. the lack of work. Maybe they might be out of work, because before we had this virus happen, this pandemic happen, um, there was research that suggested Mm -hmm. that families were one paycheck away from homelessness mm-hmm. Many families. whole families mm-hmm. not just individuals but whole families um with this pandemic that has set in like i know there, there are at the federal level some work being done to sort of help with that situation however that stress is real it's happening uh businesses have talked about local businesses have mm-hmm. talked about suffering um, businesses within our own community right will suffer as a result of people not frequent frequenting mm-hmm. their businesses so some suggestions I have read that to help in that situation can be shopping online mm-hmm. um, to continue the flow of the capital system so that people will be able to keep their businesses going. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you know of a restaurant that you like to frequent and you can't go right now, mm-hmm. um, they've recommended maybe ordering out or like for delivery, yeah, or just making reservations at the restaurant for the future mm-hmm. to give those restaurant owners hope mm. that you will eventually come back mm-hmm. so that they can get through themselves uh, Mm -hmm. small businesses this stress of Mm -hmm. this time Mm -hmm. Um, so those are other things we can do as a community to like help us all stay uh, together
0: thank you for that I the uh, here in Los Angeles mayor uh, Garcetti and the City Council and the Board of Supervisors have been listening to the news and they're rolling out initiatives too to support small businesses and Um, alongside the federal initiatives too so these are things for us to all pay attention to and to take uh, make use of um, especially for those who are the most vulnerable Um, you brought up earlier um, uh, that the Islamic Center is here to help people especially with food scarcity Um, and so I want to let you know as we close that while the Islamic Center is closed for daily prayers and all events. Um, The food pantry is still running on on Saturdays, excuse me, on Saturday mornings. Um, And it's just it's running um, outside of the building rather than inside of the building um, and in a, yeah, in a more contained way, let's say, or in, in an appropriate way. So, um, so th- those resources are here and we hope you um, will use them. So one more time, again, I wanna thank everybody for tuning in. I wanna thank Dr. Heather Laird and Dr. Noor Hazem for joining us and, and having this conversation. And for those of you who've tuned in, thank you for spending this time with us. Um, and we ask you again to hit that donate button and support the Islamic Center so that we can support the community um, during this time and every time. Um, thank you again so much and assalamu <laughs> alaikum. May peace and blessings be upon you.